Well, good Wednesday, noonday to all of you who can join me today. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Whatever is happening in your life today, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. The Lord is with you, and He will be your helper today. Well, we continue to think together these days about persisting under pressure. I could have used the word enduring, but persisting is a better word. Uh, that's, um, that's a good Christian grace, learning how to persist when the pressure's on. And I know for um, many of you who share with me and uh, who have spoken with me at church, talked to me uh, in these days as we think about these truths together, persistence in your own spiritual life is a major issue. And it is in mine. We all have our own challenges and situations that we're dealing with in order to try to overcome and follow the Lord Jesus and um, and uh, trust Him. So James chapter 1 was where we began. Blessed is the man, blessed is the woman who endures trials. When they're finished, you receive the crown of life. Life comes as a result of endurance. Well, today we think about a very important topic Today we're going to think about persisting under the pressure of self-doubt. Maybe I should expand that and say it maybe three ways uh, for where we're going to be looking in God's Word today. It's persisting under a pressure of self-doubt or persisting under the pressure of <clears throat> fearfulness of uh, people and circumstances, or maybe it's uh, persisting under the pressure of being a coward. Now that's maybe a surprising word, but that's what we're going to learn today from the Apostle Paul. So if you have your Bibles, if not, you can just uh, listen along with me. Uh, we're going to be looking today in 2 Timothy chapter 1. Uh, Paul is writing, these are this is probably his final letter, his final writings, as his life was coming to an end and he was uh, going to be martyred uh, for the faith. He writes to Timothy, who's been his young son spiritually. He's walked with him through so many occasions. We get hints about Timothy that he was somewhat perhaps uh, afraid and fearful, maybe showed some cowardice at times. Paul had to strengthen him. And that's what he does as he begins this section. So I want to read in 2 Timothy chapter 1. And I want to begin reading in verse number 5 because he reminds Timothy of his past and and how, uh, how dear Timothy was to him, but he's trying to encourage him today, like I'm trying to encourage you, when you consider this matter of fearfulness, cowardice, self-doubt, whatever you might want to call it. Paul says, For I am mindful, Timothy, verse 5, this is 2 Timothy 1.5, For I am mindful, Timothy, of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois, and your mother Eunice, and I am sure that it is in you as well. Verse 6, now he starts to challenge him. For this reason, because of the sincere faith you have, because you're saved, because you're born again, because you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, uh, for this reason I remind you, kindle afresh the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. What is the gift of God? It's the giving of the Holy Spirit. You know, Paul was one of the apostles, and when the apostles laid their hands 
on those that they met with in the early church in those early days. The Holy Spirit came upon them. Peter did the same. It happened many times in the ministry life of Paul and of Peter. The Holy Spirit now is coming on Timothy. For this reason, I remind you, kindle afresh the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. But here's our focus, verse 7. So it's for Timothy and it's for you and it's for me. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, or you might read a spirit of fear, or you might read it a spirit of cowardice, but of power and love and discipline. And that last word discipline has to do with self-discipline. So, Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word and help us today as we think about these truths today. Help us as we persevere and as we persist under this pressure of self-doubt and fear and cowardice. May we overcome them so that we might glorify Jesus in all that we do in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's think about this for a moment. I, I had some thoughts about the condition uh, that I find not only in my own life sometimes, but in the lives of many that I talk to, you know, it might surprise you, but some of the most appear, uh, apparently self-confident people you meet have some of the greatest self-doubt. I know that may seem like a contradiction, but it's really true. Uh, some of the most self-confident, you know, they put themselves forward as confident, everything's under control, uh, they, they have everything going in the right direction, yet in reality, in their heart, in their mind, there is a fearfulness and a doubting and uh, many times cowardice in their life. They, they put on a, 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 an outer uh, show of confidence, but on the inside, they lack any confidence in God and trusting Him by faith. Also, they, they have these uh, feelings of fear. And, you know, feelings of fear come in all parts of our life. It might be fear that you're having today because of health issues or fears related to your marriage or your children or your work or some other kind of relationship. You, you're afraid. You, you're, you, you're being a coward and not confronting somebody like you need to. You're, you're afraid even to share the gospel. You know, perhaps maybe at work, that's what God keeps telling you to do. Share with that person sitting next to you. Share with your uh, fellow employee uh, they need to hear the gospel, but you're afraid to do it. This this whole matter of fearfulness and doubting, it covers a lot of areas of our life, and we all feel the impact of it. Many live in the shadows. They're just too timid and uh, too shy, and they're, they're just hoping that no one will notice them. And uh, there seems to be some of this in Timothy. He had a reluctance even in doing all the work he did with Paul the Apostle and seeing him, he, he was a bit reluctant sometimes about the gospel and about his role in sharing the gospel. Uh, this timidness that we see and we talk about here, sometimes we, we uh, don't realize this, but timidness, or use whichever of these words you want, doubtful, fearful, cowardice, timidness, you know, it actually prevents us from trusting God and believing His promises. In fact, this is what I want to uh, surprise you with today by realizing that this whole matter of uh, self-doubt and uh, self-centered fear and fear of man and fear of circumstances 
and cowardice, did you know that's sin? Because it's focusing on my power, myself, to do everything. That's why self-doubt is a sin. However, let me turn it around. Self-doubt is also a teacher or a way to show us that we need confidence and trust in God. So what do we uh, hear from God's Word today? Well, there's several, there's several observations I want us to look at and just pause for a few minutes and talk about together. First of all, Paul says here uh, to Timothy that God has given him something. And if you're born again and you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you've been given the same thing. As a result of believing by faith, you've been given the Holy Spirit, the greatest gift of all. Uh, the Lord Jesus said to the disciples, and when I go, when I ascend to heaven, after I'm raised from the dead, I'll send the Holy Spirit. And he did, and the Holy Spirit has come now. The, the most wonderful, the most glorious experience of life is to have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and to know it. Do you know today what it is to have the Holy Spirit of God in you? Do you know what it is? It, it can be seen in the way you live. And Paul calls it in another place, the fruit of the Spirit. Think about this. Here's, here's the evidence that the Holy Spirit is possessing you. You have love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and tenderheartedness. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and tenderheartedness. Those are the wonderful things. Those are the evidences that there's someone else possessing you. It's God. The Holy Spirit's come to dwell inside of you. And so when we come to this, Paul reminds Timothy, it's not about you and what you can do. It's about God and what He's given you. It's about what God gives you. It's not about you and your abilities. We have to unlearn this lesson, don't we, from the world? When you grow up, it's all about what you can do, building your own confidence, doing your own thing, standing yourself. It's, it's a self-focused, self-centered way of living. That's what sinfulness is all about. But when we come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, we give ourselves away. We deny ourselves. We give it up. And when we deny ourselves, then we're able to rejoice and see that in giving away myself, someone else comes to take over in my life. It's the Spirit of Christ. It's the Holy Spirit of God that comes to possess me and comes to control me. So Paul says here in verse 6, uh, excuse me, verse 7, Paul says, Timothy, God has not given you a spirit of fear. God has not given you a spirit of cowardice. God has not given you a spirit of being timid. Hear me today, my friend. This whole matter of self-doubt or fear, cowardice, is a mark of the old sin nature. It's a self-centered way of looking at yourself. It's important to do self-examination. It's important to do self-discipline spiritually. But we do those things about ourselves in order to look to God and ask for His help in Jesus' name by the Holy Spirit. And He comes and helps us. The second observation is, is very similar. I've already been talking about it. Self-doubt or this matter of fear or this matter of cowardice 
is centered on the fear of man and the fear of failure and our circumstances. Where is your focus today? Perhaps I should ask it this way. Who's making you afraid? What's making you afraid? Why are you afraid of that person? Or why are you afraid or have cowardice about that circumstance or situation? You see, we, we talked about it last Sunday here at First Baptist as we're talking about caring for our children's souls. I was talking about the importance of the fear of God. Uh, that as a godly parent, as Christian parents, we must fear God ourselves and then also teach our children the fear of God because they see the way we live. The question today for you, my friend, is uh, what are you afraid of? Who are you afraid of? You see, this matter of this matter of fearfulness and uh, being cowardice is not from God. God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. God gives us a spirit of overcoming. And actually, God gives us a spirit of fearlessness because the Holy Spirit is in us. That's why He uses... Uh, this phrasing here, as a result of being saved, we experience the Holy Spirit's presence, and Paul describes it here as his power, his love, and discipline that we then have to control ourselves. The fruit of the Spirit is self-control. The fruit of the Spirit has to do with love and has to do with the power of God. So what have you been given from God? Well, we've, we, we've been given the, the, the great blessing of being saved. That's what Paul had said up in verse 5. Paul is remembering when Timothy became a Christian. I am mindful of the sincere faith within you. Now, many of you who listen, I know you. I'm mindful of the sincere faith in you. You've been saved, my friend. At some point in your life, you gave your life to Jesus Christ. You surrendered yourself and you took up your cross and you followed Him. You denied yourself. You became a, a fully committed follower of Jesus. You're saved. And when you're saved, you've been given this gift, this wonderful, wonderful, glorious gift of the Holy Spirit of God. And so he says, kindle afresh the gift of God. You know, it's important for us to remember that we sometimes... Uh, in our life, we, we, we struggle with things and we need, again, God to freshly uh, revive us or fill us again with the Holy Spirit, to give us a fresh filling of the Spirit. We're, we're empty. We're, we're, we're dried out. I was reading with some friends the other day in Psalm 119, and, and uh, David, the holy man, says, my soul is basically, he says, my soul is exhausted. I'm weary. I'm tired. And that may be you today. You've allowed your your weariness uh, to uh, bring uh, uh, bring despair in your life, and now there's fear rising. Now there's this cowardice, this being timid. No, God's not given us that kind of a spirit. He's given us because we're saved, the Holy Spirit of God. So He says in verse six, "Kindle afresh the gift of God. Go back to what you first were given." Go back and rely on it. Kindle afresh. Stir it up. Stir it up, my friend. When you look at your circumstances and situations, realize that God's placed these things in your life 
We've said this before, so that you might allow God to do his perfect work in you and the Holy Spirit of God to stir in your life and give you the power, the assurance by his love, and the strength to control yourself in your circumstances. You know, when you're afraid, you can do bad things. You know, when you're when you're a coward about something, uh, you you can do bad things. Fearfulness and these this matter of self doubt always leads us the wrong way. God hasn't given us that kind of spirit. That's not from God. He's given us His power and His love and His uh, and His discipline. So self doubt or fearfulness or cowardice is conquered by the filling of the Holy Spirit. We, we live in the power of the Spirit and we overcome our self-doubts and fears. We live in the love of God. He assures us that God is accepting of us. You know, when I'm afraid, sometimes I just need to know that God is with me, that God loves me, that God cares about me, that God's assuring me by the Holy Spirit. Paul says in another place, Romans 5, the Holy Spirit of God is, pours out the love of God in our hearts. This is what he does. The Holy Spirit is, is, um, is within us and possesses us so that our minds might be changed and our fear might be removed and we might experience the power to say no to sin. And you know what? The power to say no to fear. You've got to say, I'm not going to be afraid. Uh, if God is with me, who can be against me? I'm not going to fear. Whom shall I fear? The psalmist said, whom shall I fear? Answer, no one. You know, we don't have to fear the devil. We don't have to fear the world. We don't have to fear our circumstances. Uh, we must recognize that God's made us fearless in Christ rather than fearful in our flesh. Well, when we live in the discipline, self-discipline of God, we say no uh, to our fears. This isn't going to be the last time that you have to think about and deal with your fears. They come up. Uh Oh, bad situations come. Uh, it makes you, it makes you worried inside. It makes you, make makes you just feel a, a pain and a struggle. Well, I was talking to a friend today about something, and they were talking about their stomach was churning. Yes, it's easy for our circumstances and for situations to make us fearful or to have this, uh, this anxiety or struggle in our life. Well. Look, God has not given us, who are believers, I'm speaking to my fellow believers today, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but He has given us, I'm trying to say it over and over, the spirit of power and love and of self-control. So maybe today you need to stop and look in the mirror and say, get a grip on yourself. Let the Holy Spirit of God take control of your situation and see what God does. Let's uh, think about believing God's word for a minute. Now, you're going to believe this? You're going to believe what Paul said? Paul says, Timothy, he's about to give him some of his most important instructions for his future ministry. Paul's going to be gone. Timothy has to carry it on. You may be in one of those life transitions too. You may be in a situation where you're looking at things, and if you look at the future, it would be easy for you to, to, to allow fear to arise. Uh, for you to be frustrated or to have cowardice uh, or, or doubt. But look, friend, 
whatever transitions you go through, the Holy Spirit of God is in you. You take the Holy Spirit of God with you. You've been given the spirit of power and love and of self-control. So fearfulness robs you of your joyfulness in walking with God. There's nothing like the joy of the Lord. Now, we've just finished on Wednesday nights the book of Philippians. One of the great themes Paul writes in that book over and over. The joy of the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. My friend today, rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord when it's dark. Rejoice in the Lord when it's light. Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. But fearfulness robs us of our joyfulness in God. That's why it's a sin. Fearfulness exhausts you emotionally and harms your ability to serve God. You know, this is the challenge. If you allow this sinful fear uh, to drive you, it will keep you and prevent you from doing what God's called you. you may, God may be calling you to do something, but you're allowing fear to paralyze you and stop you. Well, you must say no to that. You must say, I'm going to do what God calls me to do. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to step out and do what God's leading me to do in my life. I hope you hear me, my friend. The Holy Spirit gives us power, love, and discipline to overcome all of our life circumstances. Do you think God is ever surprised by anything that comes into your life? Do you think it's like a news item that, oh my, in heaven there was a shock today. Something happened. Uh, an angel came and told God something he didn't know. No. For heaven's sakes, no. The reality is God knows these things are occurring in our life. He knows where you are today. He understands your situation. And He has sent the Holy Spirit of God to be your encourager, comforter, teacher, leader through it all. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self discipline whatever the situation you're facing today as i said the holy spirit goes with you frankly the only fear you must have which is a grace given by your salvation is the fear of god if i fear god i don't have to fear anything else if i fear god i don't have to fear anything else you know what does it say Many times it says, this is basically what God was saying to Joshua. I'm going to fight the battle for you. You stay in the word of God. You stay true to me. You follow me by faith. I'll fight the battle. I'll go before you and I'll deal with it. And he did for the nation of Israel. So today, as we finish up, well, how do we live this out? What do we do? I just got a couple of suggestions that uh, I hope will be of encouragement to you. Well, first of all, Stir up the power of the Holy Spirit by repenting of your sinful fears. That's how you stir up the Holy Spirit of God. You repent of your fearfulness. You may have to sit down today. Sometimes I have to do this. When my mind is cloudy and spinning and I can't seem to get any order in my mind, I know it's probably shocking, but I'm telling you, I'm trying to be as truthful as when I'm in one of those spin cycles. Sometimes I have to sit down with a blank piece of paper and write down why am I afraid? Why am I doubting? Why am I a coward? Write it out. Put it on a piece of paper and look at what you look at what you're you're doing. When you do that, it starts to stir up in you 
your desire to allow God to do a new work in your life. Stir up the power of the Holy Spirit by repenting of your sinful fears. Secondly, rely on the Holy Spirit. Rely on the Holy Spirit's work in you. He will give you the power for your circumstances. And He'll give you love and assurance in them. And He'll also give you the strength to say no. You see, the Holy Spirit works with us to crucify our flesh. And you know you have to do that every day. You know that if you allow your fleshly life, if you allow your passions, if you allow uh, these emotions to have any ground, they'll take you back. They'll take you back. Watch your old sin nature. you got to crucify it, and the Holy Spirit of God helps us to do that. When we step forward to do it, we rely on the Holy Spirit, and we, we walk in the Spirit, what joy it gives us. And give God your fear, and the Holy Spirit will come to your aid. This is what I'm trying to say. Just here, Lord, here's my fear. Uh, uh, Peter said it from uh, the Psalms. Cast your care on Him, for He cares for you. The, you know that word cast means to throw it over on God. Here, throw it to God. Here it is. I don't want it anymore. I don't want this fear. I don't want this doubt. I don't want to be a coward anymore. I don't I don't want any of this. I want you to have it. Throw it over on him. Give God your fears and the Holy Spirit will come to your aid. And finally live in the spirit and you won't fear. See, this is the other way of looking at it. God has not given us a spirit of timidity but of power and love and discipline. What am I saying, my friends? If you live in the Spirit, you won't be afraid. If I'm afraid, I'm not walking in the Spirit. It's just that simple. But I have to look at myself and understand what's causing this in my life. Let your self-doubt lead you to the glorious place of trusting the Lord with all your heart. It's Proverbs chapter 4. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him. And what does he do? He directs your path. All right. So as we finish, what does Paul say to us here? Well, he says to us, just like he's speaking to Timothy, I take these words just as personally for me as, as uh, Timothy, I'm sure, took them from Paul. So you need to be, every one of you believers in Christ, you know God's given you a ministry. You know that, don't you? You have a ministry. It's a part of gospel ministry. You have a ministry. The question is, are you too afraid to do your ministry? Are you too cowardice? Are you doubtful? Well, it's not about you. See, some people say, well, I don't know if I can never do that ministry. Well, you can't, but God can do it through you. That's why Paul says here, Timothy, my brother, and all to all my brothers and sisters who hear me today, I hope you hear this and you're encouraged. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-discipline. Amen. Well, if this has been a blessing to you today, I hope you'll share it. We've had a number of people who... I know they can't all, and I know everyone can't be with us live uh, on Wednesdays at noon, but to share this uh, uh, video, if it is a blessing to you with your friends on Facebook or YouTube, it helps us to get the word out. 
that we're doing these studies together. I look forward to next Wednesday when we continue to talk about persisting again in the pressures of life. Oh, how good it is for what God gives us. We always can overcome and endure by what He has given to us. And may the Lord bless you today, and I hope that you have a great and wonderful today and tomorrow as God gives it to you. May the Lord bless you. Come be with us on Sunday if you can as we continue to think about uh, great truths for parents, grandparents, and great-grandparents. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. God bless you. Have a great day.